Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in today to my ministry, song, scripture, and my thoughts. Today is December 2nd, 2023. Today's song recommendation is Revelation Song by Carrie Job. Today's scripture will be found in the book of Revelation. We are continuing our study in the book of Revelation and we are on chapter 15. Chapter 15 is a very short chapter, but very powerful as the wrath of God is complete. It's a prelude of the bowl judgments. If I have time at the end of the message, I will incorporate from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 32. We shall see how this will go. I want to start out before I read just playing just a little bit of Revelation Song by Carrie Job. So here we go, and it's just a little clip.
such a beautiful song to listen to. I hope that you look it up with lyrics. My laptop doesn't offer the best sound quality. So if you weren't able to hear the lyrics too good, she's basically singing from the book of Revelation. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Holy, holy is he who was and is and is to come. Who was and is and is to come. Who was and is and is to come. I just love the lyric. And of course, it's taken right out of the book of Revelation. So this chapter is a prelude to the bold judgments. And there's another sign in heaven, and we're going to see another seven angels, and they are going to be delivering the final judgment, the last plagues, the seven last plagues. And in these um, plagues are the wrath of God and the wrath of God will be complete. It, it'll just be God, God will be done, right? And so as we read, take into consideration the words of the song, holy, holy is he, the Lord God Almighty. He is so holy, so worthy of our attention of our praise, of our honor, that we not only worship him with our lips only, but with our heart, with our, with our being, with our spirit, with our soul. Worship him with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our soul, all of our might, and all of our strength. When I finish the readings, again, I don't know if I will read from Deuteronomy chapter 32. It's, it's a lengthy song of Moses. Oh, so powerful. Because I want to offer my thoughts and where my thoughts have been today. And so grab your Bibles. Turn to the book of Revelation. It's the last chapter in the Bible. Chapter 15. Prelude to the bowl judgments. Then I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues, for in them the wrath of God is complete. And I saw something like a sea of glass mingled with fire, and those who have the victory over the beast over his image, and over his mark, and over the number of his name, standing on the sea of glass, having harps of God. They sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are your works, Lord God Almighty, just and true are your ways, O King of the saints. Who shall not fear you, 
O Lord, and glorify your name. For you alone are holy. For all nations shall come and worship before you. For your judgments have been manifested. After these things I looked, and behold, the temple of the tabernacle of the testimony in heaven was opened. And out of the temple came the seven angels, having the seven plagues, clothed in pure bright linen, and having their chests girded with golden bands. Then one of the four living creatures gave to the seven angels seven golden bowls full of the wrath of God, who lives forever and ever. The temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power, and no one was able to enter the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels were completed. Pause. Chapter 16 goes into the first bowl, which is loathsome sores, and we will read that the next time around. But in the song recommendation, Revelation song, it gives the description of God as he's sitting. Remember how we read, and I'm going to turn back there really quick. Sorry for the shuffling of pages. I had not uh, put a marker here. So he sees... <clears throat> I thought it was turned to the right spot. So he sees God who sat on the throne. And he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardis stone in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne in appearance like an emerald. Around the throne were 24 thrones. And the thrones I saw, 24 elders sitting pause. So there's a description of God who's sitting there, but he doesn't look like the man Jesus. He is like a jasper and a sardis stone. So, and I probably pronounced that stone incorrectly, but picture this. We serve God and Jesus, he even said, that no one has seen the face of God except the Son. But then he goes on to say to the apostle, uh, who was that apostle? It might have been Andrew. I might have that mistaken. I might have to correct that in the show notes. But remember that scripture where he's asking Jesus, just show us the Father. And then he basically says, then we will be content. And Jesus said, have I been with you so long that you don't recognize me? I am the Father, he says. Now, when we get that picture, God is spirit, and we, we can't see him. But when he manifests, he is, he manifests as Jesus. And I've been reading from, if you follow me in, I know I say that, but some, some may 
just be listening for the first time. I read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, and then I will go back and reread from Genesis to Revelation, and I'll just keep doing that. Well, in this last time, actually, I finished the book of Joshua today. And each time I read, you know, I hear and see more, more of God's heart. And of course, we know that Abraham walked with God and stood with God. And then Moses got to see God face to face. The Lord God Almighty face to face when he's manifested into Jesus in the Old Testament, he was it was before incarnation in the New Testament. He came down from glory to be born of the Virgin Mary. And it's so important that we talk about that because we are coming into the Christmas season where we celebrate the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who left glory to come down to be born. So Moses gets to see the Lord God Almighty face to face. Then Joshua gets to see Jesus before incarnation with his sword because he's leading the angel ar the the army, excuse me, into battle to to fight the battle for them. And and Joshua realizes that he's seeing Jesus and he falls at his feet. He just falls prostrate because he knows who, that, that he's just see, he's seeing God, right? So Joshua gets to see him. Now this is pre-incarnation. And this very God comes down from glory to be born of the Virgin Mary. So beautiful. Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Holy, holy. Who was and is and is to come who was and is and is to come who was and is and is to come this is the same jesus resurrected jesus who john sees standing in the midst of the seven lampstands when we begin the book of revelation he saw what he thought was jesus but it didn't look like jesus anymore it didn't look, didn't look like jesus the man he was seen in part God and the man in one, because God is one, right? He is Father, He is Son, and Holy Spirit. But when he sees the resurrected Christ, his friend, who he befriended, he was the apostle whom Jesus loved. But he couldn't approach his friend because he didn't look like Jesus, the resurrected Jesus at that moment. He saw the majesty the holy God. And so, as I've been reading from the books of Deuter uh, Deuteron Deuteronomy, Numbers, and Joshua, I'm seeing how, how God's heart was working back then. And he had a really great plan. When, when, somebody, when somebody utterly offended him, God did away with that person, not only the person, but the whole family unit. In one instance, the whole ground below swallowed up that whole family because of the offense of one person. I believe it was just one person that he did this to. 
in this particular uh, story. But he took down the whole family unit or whoever they were that had utterly offended God, utterly, meaning that they did something really, really rotten. And now, because Jesus came to be born, now this is this is the gospel of Jesus Christ, that he came, taught about himself, he was crucified and died for our sins, to atone for our sins, for those that believe in him, that have faith in him, and that he resurrected on the third day. And those that believe on him must repent and turn from their wicked ways. Now, he doesn't take out the whole entire unit. So let's just say you utterly offended God. He's not going to remove you and your family all at once. Now he gives each person the opportunity to come to him individually for salvation. And for instance, your spouse or your child can't latch on to your personal relationship and your salvation, nor can your child or your spouse, nor can you latch on to your child or your spouse's salvation and personal relationship with the Lord. It's separate. He he doesn't he and I believe it's in the book of Israel. Oh my goodness. Not the book of Israel. I've been reading a lot about Israel. <laughs> I just finished, like I said, the book of Joshua and I'm beginning the book of Judges. I've been reading a lot about the people of Israel. But in the book of Isaiah. In there, there's scripture that says that the sin of the man, uh, of the father, will not be upon the son, and the sin of the son will not be upon the father. It's separate. It's separate now. It's not like it was in the books of Deuteronomy, Numbers, and Joshua, where I was reading. Where, you know, I used to read in, before, before today, you know, before I before this time reading the Bible, I used to think, well, God, you really, I don't want to say you went overboard with getting rid of the whole family. I used to think, well, just because the, the dad, the, the man sinned, but is it, why did that, why did the wife and all the children in that whole family unit have to be uh, destroyed? But I get it now because he was trying to do away with evil in its entirety and he knows the hearts of people he knows the hearts of people and as i get into the book of judges they did so much wrong they as just as soon as joshua died and those elders died that were listening to god the most as soon as they were dead and gone the people of israel went into their wicked ways and it's like they just totally lost their minds and they totally forgot as generation upon generation upon generation. They just, they heard about it. Yeah, 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 we heard about that. But we just want to go ahead and follow all these false idols and these false gods. Because a lot of the people, um, there was a remnant of evil people that they didn't get rid of. And this remnant of evil people, 
had their false gods and God warns them don't be following those people and their false gods don't let don't forget about me he's saying so in the book of judges they start asking now that Joshua's died they start asking the Lord now now what who shall who who's going up who's going up before us against the Canaanites to fight to fight him and the Lord says Judah shall go up and so that's how uh, judges starts you know it's not like I said much different today where it's it's like we ask God who's who's gonna go before us who who's who's gonna lead us well Jesus is still leading us today if we have accepted him as our Lord and Savior he his spirit indwells in our hearts and he is leading us and the reason I've gotten shared all of this with you is because that song that Moses that that the ain the um the people the ones that have overcome the uh where it says they're they haven't taken the mark of the beast nor worshiped the image or taken the number of his name these people god gives them a harp can you imagine what that harp looks like God's harp and they sing the song of Moses and it's that little song that 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 scripture from uh, verse 3 and 4 and but this isn't just a song of Moses this is a song of the lamb as well and we know Jesus Christ is the lamb of God and great and marvelous are your works is the song Lord God Almighty just and true are your ways O King of the Saints he is our king. He is the king of the saints. And then that song goes on to say, Who shall not fear you, O Lord, and glorify your name? Who, who will not fear you? For you alone are holy. You alone are holy. For all nations shall come and worship before you. The ancient right before when we continue reading what these seven bowls are these last seven plagues which completes the wrath of God my message to you is to just know who God is he's the one that lives forever and ever just as it says in verse 8 the temple is filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power and no one was able to enter the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels were completed and it says sorry verse 7 then one of the four living creatures gave to the seven angels seven golden bowls full of the wrath of God who lives forever and ever and we've already discussed who is the one that lives forever and ever Jesus Christ God Almighty is the one who lives forever and ever he was in the beginning he is today 
He has not left us. We have his spirit that indwells us, and he is coming back. He was and is and is to come. And that's the whole idea behind why he came and gave this revelation to the Apostle John, so he could get his people ready. And nobody of any nation has any has any upper hand. I think I am going to read uh, from Deuteronomy. And I want you to just pay attention. And I'm just going to read it. And you can draw your own opinion from this song of Moses that was recorded in Deuteronomy chapter 32. And as to why I... From what I hear and understand, nobody has any leverage. It's whoever accepts the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior will be saved. It's those that have faith in Jesus Christ. So, here is the song recorded of Moses. Give ear, O heavens, and will speak. And hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. Let my teaching drop as the rain, my speech distill as the dew, as rain drops on the tender herb, and as showers on the grass. For I proclaim the name of the Lord, Ascribe greatness to our God. He is the rock. His work is perfect. For all his ways are justice. O God of truth and without injustice, righteous and upright is he. They have corrupted themselves. They are not his children because of their blemish, a perverse and crooked generation. Do you thus deal with the Lord, O foolish and unwise people? Is he not your father who bought you? Has he not made you and established you? Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations Ask your father, and he will show you, your elders, and they will tell you, when the Most High divided their inheritance to the nations, when he separated the sons of Adam, he set the boundaries of the peoples according to the number of the children of Israel. For the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the place of his inheritance. He found him in a desert land, and in the wasteland, a howling wilderness. He encircled him, he instructed him, he kept him as the apple of his eye. As an eagle stirs up its nest, hovers over its young, spreading out its wings, taking them up, carrying them on its wings, so the Lord alone led him. And there was no foreign God with him. He made him ride in the heights of the earth, and he, that he might eat the produce of the fields. He made him draw honey from the rock, 
and oil from the flinty rock, curds from the cattle and milk of the flock with fat of lambs and rams of the breed of Bashan and goats with the choicest wheat. And you drank wine, the blood of the grapes, but Jeshurun grew fat and kicked. You grew fat, you grew thick, you are obese. Then he forsook God who made him and scornfully esteemed the rock of his salvation. They provoked him to jealousy with foreign gods. With abominations, they provoked him to anger. They sacrificed to demons, not to God. To gods they did not know. To new gods, new arrivals that your fathers did not fear. Of the rock who begot you, you are unmindful and have forgotten the God who fathered you. And when the Lord saw it, he spurned them because of the provocation of his sons and his daughters. And he said, I will hide my face from them. I will see what their end will be. For they are a perverse generation, children in whom is no faith. They have provoked me to jealousy by what is not God. They have moved me to anger by their foolish idols. But I will provoke them to jealousy by those who are not a nation. I will move them to anger by a foolish nation. For a fire is kindled in my anger and shall burn to the lowest hell. It shall consume the earth with her increase and set on fire the foundations of the mountains. I will heap disasters on them. I will spend my arrows on them. They shall be wasted with hunger, devoured by pestilence and bitter destruction. I will also send against them the teeth of beasts with the poison of serpents of the dust. The sword shall destroy outside. There shall be terror within for the young man and virgin. The nursing child with the man of gray hairs, I would have said, I will dash them in pieces. I will make the memory of them to cease from among men. Had I not feared the wrath of the enemy, lest their adversaries should misunderstand, lest they should say, Our hand is high, and it is not the Lord who has done all this. For they are a nation void of counsel, nor is there any understanding in them. Oh, that they were wise, that they understood this, that they would consider their latter end. How could one chase a thousand and two put ten thousand to flight unless their rock had sold them and the Lord had surrendered them? For the rock is not like our rock, for their rock is not like our rock, even our enemies themselves being judges. For their vine is of the vine of Sodom, and 
of the fields of Gomorrah. Their grapes are grapes of gall. Their clusters are bitter. Their wine is the poison of serpents and the cruel venom of cobras. This, is this not laid up in store with me, sealed up among my treasures? Vengeance is mine and recompense. Their foot shall slip in due time, for the day of their calamity is at hand, and the things to come hasten upon them. For the Lord will judge his people and have compassion on his servants. When he sees that their power is gone and there is no one remaining, bond or free, he will say, Where are their gods, the rock in which they sought refuge, who ate the fat of their sacrifices and drank the wine of their drink offering? Let them rise and help you and be your refuge. Now see that I, even I, am he, and there is no God besides me. I kill and I make alive. I wound and I heal. Nor is there any who can deliver from my hand. For I raise my hand to heaven and say, As I live forever, if I wet my glittering sword and my hand takes hold on judgment, I will render vengeance to my enemies and repay those who hate me. I will make my arrows drunk with blood and my sword shall devour flesh. With the blood of the slain and the captives from the heads of the leaders of the enemy. Rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people, for he will avenge the blood of his servants and render vengeance to his adversaries. He will provide atonement for his land and his people. Pause. That is the song of Moses, but a lot of the song are God's words. And so that is why I say to everybody and anybody, don't bank on what nation you were born into. Don't bank on it. In this song of Moses, he writes in verse 29, Oh, that they were wise, that they understood this that they would consider the latter end. It's a prophecy about end times. And then also it says in verse 34, is this not laid up in store with me, sealed up among my treasures? For the Lord will judge his people. And when it is all said and done, he will say, where are your gods, the rock in which you sought refuge in? In verse 39, now see that I, even I, am he. 
and there is no God besides me. I kill and I make alive, I wound and I heal. Nor is there anyone who can deliver from my hand. Verse 40, for I rise, excuse me, for I raise my right hand to heaven and say, as I live forever, as I live forever, who lives forever? Who was and is and is to come? Jesus himself says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And he says in verse 40, as I wept my glittering sword and my hand takes hold on judgment, I will render vengeance to my enemies and repay those who hate me. So whoever out there that hates Jesus Christ, the Son of God, he's talking to you in the entire world. Whoever hates him, the one that lives forever. And this is why I, I brought up Joshua when he saw Jesus before incarnation with the sword and he knew it was God and when he says he talks about his glittering sword except this is Jesus the resurrected Christ who is God Only God can resurrect God who lives forever and ever. I hope this message has made sense. In my own little head, because <laughs> I'm just a nobody, there's a song, I think the title is Nobody, and it goes, I'm just a nobody trying to teach everybody all about somebody who changed my soul or my life. I can't remember the exact lyric, but that's how I see myself. I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about someone who saved my life. Theology is not my strong suit. I didn't study in seminary. I asked God, please help me deliver the message accurately. I know I fumble my words. And when I play this back, I'm going to say, oh my goodness, I fumbled my words here and there. Sometimes when I did my reading, I could see that I was fumbling my words. And, you know, if I was perfect, I wouldn't fumble my words, but I'm not perfect, so I do <laughs> fumble my words. Anyway, I'm not going to play the rest of the song uh, because of the, uh, it's just bad quality. And plus, it's a live version of a song, and I'm really particular. I like to hear words enunciated, <laughs> and I could tell, I, I couldn't even hear exactly what the lyric was in this, in this version of the song, but the message is really great, and of course, I just... The uh, the lyric, holy, holy, is he, the Lord God Almighty, 
We must always remember that God is one. And if God is one, was he not the God of the Old Testament? And who is God? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And it just rem I just remembered who Jesus was talking to that had asked. Philip. <laughs> wasn't Andrew. Philip. Have I not been with you so long, Philip, and you, just, you don't know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father, he says to Philip. There are a lot of people, my husband was telling me, was it Alicia, Alicia, Alicia Silverspoon? She's an actress. I might have her name wrong. I, I don't even know who she is, but he was telling me that. She is of the religion Judaism, and she is on record publicly saying, denouncing Jesus and saying that if it were up to her, she would crucify him all over again. I was stunned by that remark. I was like, oh my goodness. I haven't looked it up, but my husband reads a lot of news, and I, I'm 100% sure that if he read that, he read that. So there are a lot of people that hate Jesus. They would rather he, that he never that the that the New Testament had never been written. They even paid. I oh, can't remember how much money. Might have been thirty pieces of silver again. To the uh, centurions or the the people that were guarding Jesus's tomb. Uh, when they realized that. Jesus had resurrected. They went to tell the higher ups, and they told him to not. They told them to not share that story. Here's some money. They 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 gave him some money, and they said, "Don't don't share that story." And they lied and said that people had stolen the body, and that is still what that particular group believes. And these are uh, who we read about: the children of Israel. From the Old Testament, that uh, now some, and you know who you are, you do believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And anybody, this is an individual faith, anybody in the whole world that believes in Jesus, one person, not a tribe or a nation or a family, but one person who believes on the Son of God. And all that he did is saved. You could be a, a descendant, a physical descendant from the from the tribes of uh, Israel, or you could be somebody else. I'm not really singling out anybody right here as I'm speaking because it is an individual faith. He doesn't get rid of a people group anymore, a family unit. So. I, I'm just reading what I'm reading. There was um, something I had heard today, and uh, it's found in the book of Luke. I want to say chapter 17 in the book of Luke, where there are 10 lepers that cry out to Jesus to be cleansed, to be, to be delivered from leprosy. And nine of them are Jews, and one of them is a Samaritan. And they're all healed of this leprosy. 
Jesus tells him to go to the go to the temple, go to the the priests to uh, I should just look it up. Hang on. Okay. So it is in chapter 17 in Luke and it's called 10 lepers cleansed. I don't want to misquote Jesus here in this very important story, this account of Jesus miraculously healing 10 lepers. Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him 10 men who were lepers who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Pause. First of all, just coming from reading from the Law of Moses, from the first five books of the, the Old Testament, <coughs> excuse me, you would have to go to a priest to be evaluated to, as to whether or not you could re-enter into the camp where God's tabernacle stood, where the Ark of the Covenant was, where he had his mercy seat. You, God said you got to be outside the gate if you're unclean, especially if you were leprous. And you had to be looked at by the priest and pronounced well. Your, your skin had to be healed in order to be, to be allowed back into the temple. So Jesus, so these lepers are standing afar off and they're yelling, Jesus, have mercy on us. They had heard of the miracles of Jesus. And so they're telling Jesus, have mercy on us. So in verse 14, so when he saw them, he said to them, go, show yourself to the priests. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. Pause. So Jesus says, he still, because he wrote the law, <laughs> he knows what he wrote in the book of Leviticus. So go show yourself to the priests so they can pronounce you clean because he knew he had healed them from their leprosy, right? And so, and then we, we I don't know if you're familiar with um, Aaron, the first priest of the Levites, his wife, his sister, excuse me, Miriam. Miriam is the sister of Moses and Aaron. Miriam, Aaron and Miriam had had uh, made a terrible mistake by questioning God as to, you know, they were saying, does God only talk to Moses? Or what about us? And they got in trouble. Miriam especially, and she was turned leprous from head to toe. Her whole body was leprous and she had to go outside the camp. And the only way to come back in is if one is cleansed. So Jesus sends these um, 10 lepers to the priest so they can be, so they can declare them clean. And so they could go back, well, only nine could, because one was a Samaritan. He was not a Jew. So the one doesn't go to the temple to have the priest declare them clean because a, a Jew wants to be able to go into the temple 
back in that day, you wanted to go back into the temple uh, and be pronounced clean. And in verse 15, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down, fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Pause. Now he couldn't go to the temple because you had to be a Jew and you had to be a clean Jew to be able to go into the temple. So the Samaritan, he comes back. He saw that he was healed and he didn't need a priest from the temple to tell him he was healed. And he wasn't disobeying God because God himself knew what was going on, right? So he comes back and he says, and he returns and with a loud voice, he's glorifying God. And he falls down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And this is what we should do. Even during our trial, we give him thanks and praise and honor. Because remember, Jesus, he's the highest priest. He is the priest in, in the order of Melchizedek. Can never pronounce that correctly. He is the high priest. And so this Samaritan knew that. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except? this foreigner and he said to him arise go your way your faith has made you well now in this last verse the man was already healed from his leprosy but the difference is that he came back to glorify God and give him thanks and he falls and worships at God's feet and God is telling him, your faith has saved you. You are saved because of your faith. But he asks, where are the other nine? They went to the wrong priest, in my opinion. God told them to go. But had they believed and had faith in Jesus, that Jesus was God, they would have known that Jesus himself could pronounce them clean. I wanted to end with that. And again, this is the Lamb and Moses in this Song of Moses here, where we re read it in Revelation chapter 15. Now, when we get to read the, uh, I, I do want to make mention about this beautiful sea of glass that's mingled with fire and all of us that have victory over the beast. Now, I am under the belief that we are raptured out of here, and you might disagree, before any of these wraths of God take place. 
Certainly, we don't want to be around during these last seven judgments or bowls. <laughs> so, if we are, and I'm mistaken, we are going to be one of the ones because we are not going to, uh, we didn't let the, the beast be victorious over us. And I and I, we have been reading, if you've been following in Book of Revelation, the beast, the Antichrist, is an imitate. He's an imitator. He's a false. Uh, he thinks he's God. He thinks he's Jesus. He even resurrects himself. <laughs> but these are all only what God allows. Because if people know Jesus, they're not going to fall for this Antichrist shenanigans. We know who God is. We know who his son is. Jesus Christ, our, our Lord and Savior. So again, it is important to recognize that in the book of Revelation, we come across a song of Moses. Here we have God... Jesus in his glory, revealing to the Apostle John what is to take place. And Moses, even though he didn't make it into the promised land because he messed up when he was supposed to take his staff and hit the rock and to, for the water to come forth because the people wanted water. Don't know if you know that story i won't get into it but he messed up and he did not hello god he 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 kind of took his own he he sort of glorified himself so but we can't discount just because god said to moses you're not going to go into the promised land he he does not uh forever He's not forever mad at Moses because remember he shows up at the Mount of Transfiguration to talk to Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. And then here appears a song of Moses in the Revelation, the last book of the Bible, a song of Moses and the song of the Lamb. And in this song, we are to worship our God and fear our God for he alone it's one God it says for you alone are holy for all nations shall come and worship before you not just one nation but all nations will come and worship before you for your judgments have been manifested and in the song of that's found of Moses in Deuteronomy it's a prophecy and it speaks about the end it truly does it's a prophecy and it this is in in Deuteronomy 32 is this is Jesus before incarnation and it, it's it's him that's there that is that is uh that he raises his hand to heaven and he says as i live forever this same jesus in deuteronomy 32 
who came to be born the Virgin Mary is the resurrected Jesus that appears in this he's one God this is this is the song of Moses and the song of the Lamb and it speaks about his great and marvelous works that that he did this is like the end this is the ending and this is where God makes his judgments and he only lets Satan uh, run things for a, for a minute not for very long it's not really a minute but you know you know what I'm saying it's to weed out who are not his and the reason that I'm reading the psalm not the psalm the song in Deuteronomy 32 also is because really the the book of Deuteronomy numbers Joshua it talks about the children of Israel and scripture tells us that salvation first comes to the Jew and then the Gentile the Apostle Paul said something like that and so we have to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ first to the Gen Jew then to the Gentile and that's how I see it and there are a lot of Jews that are that have blinders on their veil has not been torn and we have to speak the truth to not only the Jew but the Gentile I'll go ahead and end there I really do apologize for any fumbling of my my words of uh, the priest of Melchizedek or Melchizedek I never know how to pronounce that unless I look it up to be quite honest but he is the high priest he is God Almighty he is one God and we are to worship him worship him and consider him to be holy 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 is the Lord God Almighty the same God throughout the whole entire Bible is one God so I believe I'd already mentioned that the next chapter of course is uh, chapter 16 is quite lengthy because it will go into all the seven bowls of the final judgment it's the uh, in them is uh, the wrath of God is complete. All right, all the glory to God. Much love to all. Until next time. Bye.